Good morning. It's day 75. I know that it has been a long time, or at least it feels like that for me. Been a good week, at least really a good two to three weeks since we've done a, a real solid second part to this. So I'll give you a little bit of a life update. And then I wanted to look at this, uh, man, the Danites adopting idolatry and kind of like, where is God in all of this? You know, <laughs> why is he not stepping in? So, as I said, it is day 75 of our journey here through the Bible. We're almost finished judges. We're going to have Ruth is going to go quick. We're going to be moving through things here as we already are. And so I'm trying to uh, slowly get back into getting a better rhythm here and doing these second episodes for you. But um, we got the parsonage that we were working on most of the way done. About halfway through, apparently, I got bit by a spider, a brown recluse to be exact from what we are able to tell. And uh, it got so bad. And I, don't listen, if, if you can't handle it in your stomach, don't do this. But if you want to know what a brown recluse spider bite looks like, the worst picture that you can find on Google is what my finger looks like. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so in this process, it has been a long, long couple of weeks, but we've gotten most of the inside done and the family moved back in again. And the next steps for us are to, uh, we have to finish the porch, but then the, the parsonage is going to be on the market. And there's lots of reasons as to why we're doing this. Uh, there's lots of challenges and difficulties as well. You know, it's not, the parsonage is technically the churches, and I'm not always going to be the pastor. I mean, Lord willing, I'll be here for a long period of time. Um, but after me and after my family, um, you know, what's next? And so I'm, I'm not just making a decision for my next 10 to 15 years. We're, we're kind of making bigger decisions and learning lots along the way. I know that I have reconfirmed my desire to be local as a local pastor. Um, at the same time, I see how, you know, everyone says, once you get it done, you're not going to want to leave and it would be a lot easier to not leave, but there's still an awful lot that has to be completed. You know, it's a very old house. And, um, just in terms of why we're here and our mission and being here, uh, we really are desiring, um, a much simpler life, a lot less to take care of and to manage. Um, and who knows what that's going to mean for the future. So just continue to be praying for us. We are settled back into the house again. My spider bite is on the mend and and doing much better. I pushed through Sunday's service. I, uh, I was a little bit concerned in the beginning. I wasn't feeling quite myself and then ended up going to the ER yesterday. And just to confirm that everything is okay. And it is. So we're doing all the right things. And you know, the Lord created our bodies to heal things. So that's, that's, uh, what's happening and, um, you know, just kind of keep pushing forward, but let's get into the text for this morning. And, and I wanted to remind you, you know, even if you didn't today, moving into tomorrow, I know that, um, one of the conveniences of being able to listen to the word of God being read to you is that you can kind of do it anywhere. 
And that's an amazing blessing, right? To be able to have the kind of technology to do that. But it also can be a curse. I mean, there are times where I'm reading through this and I get through two chapters and I go, I don't remember any of what I just read in the past two chapters. Um, and that's normal, right? It's a normal part of wrestling through. One of the things that I find always helps me is if I stop before I read and I intentionally just quiet myself and I say, Lord, I'm here to hear from you. And so I just ask that, you know, in whatever ways or whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're listening in your car or you're taking a walk that, um, you just tune your heart into the Lord. That always helps me just to stop and say, Lord, you know what? I'm here. I don't want to just listen. I want to listen and, and listen for things that you want me to listen for. And I want to hear what you want me to hear. And that hearing is not just like an in one ear and out the other. It's an in the ears and straight to the heart kind of deal. Um, so I just wanted to remind you and encourage you as we're continuing through this process, um, especially when you come up on things that, you know, the names and the tribes, and it's just easy to kind of get lost and tune out. And before we know it, we're, you know, we're, we're 15 exits beyond where we were supposed to get off. And we don't remember even how we got to where we got to. So uh, just take some time to do that as we continue forward here um, and enjoy it, Lord willing. So in Judges, there's this, there's this, as I'm reading this, you know, chapter 16 to 18 this morning, one of the questions for me that kind of came up is like, where is God? I mean, the people are in this land. We've seen for the past couple of readings in this book of Judges, God's hand really seems to be pretty slack. Now we know, we know from what we already know that's in the scripture is that the Lord's the one that raises up and puts down kings and rulers. And so in many ways, we know and can trust that the Lord has his hand on the judges in this period of time and the people. And we know that not only is he, is he a, uh, you know, a, a far out there, mighty, magnificent, holy, righteous God, he's also an intimate, close, personal God. And so um, in the same breath that he is uh, above, you know, the, the, 20,000 foot view, the bird eye view. He also is in the nitty gritty and the every aspect of life. That's his sovereignty. Um, but it leaves us still with this question of like, why, why does he let 15 years go by with this ruler that is not good for the Israelites? And then in today's reading, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going like, why is the Lord allowing these people, his people to set up temples almost raise up their own priests, create their own molded images, and then like, and live there like that. And then not only that, we have in chapter 18, the Danites come along and they see that this guy, Micah, has, you know, kind of almost raised up this unseasoned young priest who now has some seasoning and he's kind of taking care of Micah's, Micah's temple. And the Danites come along and they're like, hey, we like that temple. Why don't you come and work for our whole tribe? Come and be a priest to all of us, not just this one man. And it's not like they're asking him to come and do this in a way that would please the Lord. They're asking him to bring all of the idols that Micah had established, all the things that he created that we know are against the law of the Lord and to establish them in their own tribe and among their own people. And I'm thinking, why, like, why is the Lord allowing this to happen? And it just kind of reminded me all of the things that they're doing have been so clearly laid out in the law that they have that there's really no excuse for this. 
And it's almost as if like the Lord's long suffering and his kindness is what's really guiding and directing all of what's happening here. And for me, it was kind of this almost these times for me are always, they always come about where I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, what is the Lord's will for my life? What does God want me to do? And they're always these big decisions that like, do, am I supposed to do this? Or am I supposed to do that? And, and it always reminds me to come back and check the simplicity of the things that I already know God has spoken on the things and the ways that God's already told me that I ought to be doing or not doing. And these things are reminders for me, right? Maybe you have some big choices in front of you. Maybe you have some things that are stirring up your heart and your life and you're confused about what to do or what not to do in certain places and arenas. And and I would encourage you, you know, if I'm hearing today, maybe maybe this is an encouragement for you, I'd always come back to the simplicity. I have this like thing of simplicity going on around me. You know, when I feel overwhelmed, I often look around me and I realize I have clutter everywhere and our souls get that way. They get so cluttered that we, we, we don't even think straight. Like we, we forget the bare essentials, the bare, uh, callings of God, the things that he cares most about that he, he doesn't need to reveal to us this massive master plan because he's already revealed to us. He like the Danites and Micah and this this young priest, like they all know what the law has already told them to do and what not to do. And they're so full, their lives are so full of doing what God has called them not to do, that there's so much in the way that that to even to even like think about you know, God doing mighty and miraculous things in their lives, they're already in, in such disobedience with him. And I think that that's what I kind of always take back with these things is there's always this reminder of like, the Lord is a simple, he's, he's, he's a God of order and simplicity as well. Yes, he is a mighty and magnificent God. And yes, there are times where there are drastic moves and really hard decisions that we have to make, but so much more of what we see in the scripture are just being obedient in the simplicities that God's already revealed to us, right? Do you have some idols in your life? Remove them. You know, it's like this simple. Like, are you are you being deceitful? Stop being deceitful. Have you heard a brother or a sister? It's like, go make it right with that brother or that sister. There's probably enough in our lives that is so clearly opposite of what the Lord would desire and want, that it doesn't take a searching after and like praying like, God, what do you want me to do? And and in the midst of us asking him what he wants us to do, you know, we're swindling money or we're stealing or we're caught up in lust or we're, you know, we're denying our, our households or we're, you know, we, we've like misplaced areas of our life that he's already very clearly said, this is what I call you to first and foremost. And so um, for me, it's always an encouragement, right? Because on the other side of the gospel, we have the forgiveness of Christ. We have the Holy Spirit that leads us and convict us, convicts us, um, doesn't condemn us. We can find that. We can we can just simply look at the basis of our life and say, am I right with you, Lord? Before I get in all of the complicated stuff of like whether or not I should or I shouldn't do this or the things that are that are black and white or, or that that are that are more gray than they are black and white, am am I am I is my life in accordance with you with the things that clearly are black and white? 
Is there idolatry in my life? Am I, you know, just the simplicity, right? I'm using the word idolatry because of what's what's kind of laid out here and what and what so is. So I wanted to encourage you with that. You know, I start, kind of ask that question, like, where is God? Well, God is already in the establishment of the simplicities of his character and what he desires and wants. And because he's such a long-suffering God, oftentimes he lets us, you know, kind of be 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 a result of the outflow of our denying of our of our just kind of ignoring him and so uh, just the, just find that simplicity like the like the, know that the heart of god is a heart that is fully surrendered and just loves and enjoys him right you know there there were a couple of times a, a couple of readings ago um i think it was in the in the beginning of the book of judges where it was just kind of like, what is it that the Lord desires? And it's just that he, he desires for us. It was in Joshua is Joshua was reminding his people. It's like what the Lord really wants is just for us to love him and to honor him and to obey him and enjoy him. That's, that's what he's asking for. You know, it's a, it's a, that's a part of, of all of these things that, that he wants. And then you know, earlier from Joshua 21 and 43, that ending, right? When they do find themselves in that place, the Lord gave them rest all around, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and not a man of all of their enemies stood against them. It's like, first, like, do that first check. Like, do I have rest all around? And if I don't have rest all around, then either I'm complicating things and I'm like, I'm going outside of what has already been laid out for me, or there might be some things in my life that the Lord's kind of allowing me out of his graciousness and his mercy and his kindness to continue living in. But his desire, his heart for those things in my life is that I might do what I already know he's called me to do with them. So I wanted to encourage you in that, you know, the Holy Spirit will always provide power for us in repentance and dealing with the things that are in line with the heart of God. That's the ask whatever it is that you want and he'll give it to you. You can move mountains when the things that you're asking to be done are the things that are in accordance with the will of God. So when you're right with God and you pray for the things that God would want you to pray for, there's no limit to what he will do. But when we want what we want and we ignore the simple callings of God, the simple desires of God, and then we ask him to do what we want, what we think is then, then there's like, there's no promise there with any of those things. So, so where is God? More often than not in my life, I found that God is in this simplicity. You know, when I like, what does God want me to do with this relationship? Well, I probably shouldn't be having the thoughts about this person that I'm having. Well, I probably shouldn't be making the quick comments that I'm making with this person. You know, what what is what does the God want me to do with, you know, the home that I have? Well, first of all, he's called me to be a steward of it. And so regardless of whether or not I think that it's too big or too small, am I stewarding it well? And if that's a check mark, then I move on to the next thing, right? But but again, more often than not, uh I kind of, in my in my wanting to ignore those simplicities, I kind of overcomplicate it, right? And I think that's what's happening with the Danites adopting Micah's idolatry. It's a it's a like, well, we want to, we need to worship, and so let's worship in a way that we want to, and we'll just ignore the idolatry of our hearts, but we'll we'll jump over 
the simplicity of what God really calls us in the worship, and we'll set up our we'll set up our own temple and we'll set up our our own idols inside of that temple. So um, I'll leave you with that before I continue moving forward. Lord willing, I'll be able to do this again tomorrow, and we'll kind of get back on track again. Remember, we're going to be out of Judges. Tomorrow is going to be the last day that we're reading through Judges. In the show notes, there's that link of the overview of the book of Judges from our Bible reading plan. Make sure that you grab a hold of that and take some time. You know, we've given you. A lot of a lot of time where I don't have these extra episodes, so I'm hoping that you utilize that time well and uh, that you're slowly able to get caught up. But I'm excited to get back. I thank you for your prayers and your patience and your kindness dealing with me. And I'm looking forward to kind of continuing forward here and growing and walking on this path together. So be blessed today. The Lord loves you. Remember the simplicity of that simple question: Where is God? Well, God's often in. Uh, just the everyday mundane simplicities of life where he calls us forth to love him and place him and his desires first and foremost, and the rest of it kind of falls into place. So God bless you today.